0: Her name is Elise, and she came to play. She knows all about fitness and longevity. <laughs> that was
1: such a great way to start 2024. I have never <laughs> had anyone write an original jingle for me before. I feel like I've arrived. Now, this is
0: my <laughs> You've officially made it, Elise.
1: <laughs> this is how I know it's going to be the best year yet.
0: Right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode six of the How to Manifest Big in 2024 series of featuring yours truly, Graham from Trunk Astrology. And today, 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 we get to talk about, we get to nerd out today. I feel like this is like our topics of discussion are like you and I both just nerd out about this. Okay. But we get to nerd out about fitness and longevity with my girl, Scorpio Queen, Elise Joan. Welcome to the friggin' podcast, Elise. <laughs>
1: Thank you. You know, I've enjoyed all of your previous podcasts and getting my daily dose of stars. And so I'm really excited to, to connect on all things. And I'm honored to represent Scorpio women. You know, we're not for everyone, but we are for the best of the best. So if you're listening, you know, I just I love the way astrology and our charts can tie into everything about us. It's a really cool synergy that happens.
0: Astrology is literally how Elise and I like magnetized to each other, like in a pool in Palm Springs, not knowing each other from Adam. And all of a sudden it was just like, hi, I'm Graham. Hey, I'm Elise. What's your sign?
1: Yeah. What's your sign? Exactly. (laughs) I, I love it. I love it.
0: So I feel like we have a good umbrella topic here that I think I've been seeing the the social media whispers of like, ooh, I'm intrigued. Like, what's longevity going to be about? Like, what are you and Elise going to talk about? And I'm like, well, you'll tune into the episode and find out. Um, I, like, being one of your subscribers on Instagram, I have learned so much more. Like, I've kind of had like a blanket, broad stroke understanding of comprehensive wellness, I think. But there is something about how you like, I think it's all that Scorpio, how you can like categorize and like put things into like digestible bits. And longevity was just like, I I came up with this title for our talk after listening and tuning into one of your lives, um, which I learned one of my favorite phrases of all freaking times. And now I have to like, Act like I don't already do this after listening to you. Um, But please just explain before we like deep dive, and this is going to go along with longevity, but before we deep dive into it, can you just break down habit stacking?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. You know, habit stacking First of all, it's a perfect practice to start off your 2024, right? A lot of people start really strong and then realize that to achieve all of your goals, you would need 35 hours a day, right? If I'm going to do this and then this and then this, suddenly it's Wednesday and I've only done my Monday goals, right? So habit stacking is something I learned about originally when I read a book called Atomic Habits, which is all about how very, very small incremental changes can have a huge impact on your life in the long run. Meaning a lot of people, I think in January set these huge goals which is great. I also set huge goals, but I really break them down into monthly, weekly, daily goals, right? And habit stacking is something that's very simple when you get down to it and really changed my life, which is that we want to have an idea of of daily goals. Maybe your goal is to sleep better. Maybe one of your goals is to, you know, be sure you're getting enough sunshine. Maybe you have dogs you have to walk, conference calls you have to be on, all of these different things that require our time. And one of the first reasons longevity is important is not just, it's not about the number of years we live. It's about the quality of those years, the length of our health span, and that goes beyond just our physical health to our mental and emotional health. So habit stacking essentially is when you kind of break down a lot of different things you want to do that will invest in your long-term wellness and you do them simultaneously. So an example of something, a way that I habit stack every day, it can be simple. It can be a two habit stack. So for me, when I wake up, I have these 60 I am affirmation meditations. Not one of them is over five minutes. As someone who teaches and practices meditation, I don't think I've ever sat down for 20 minutes in stillness and just meditated, listened to my breath. For me, it works better this way. So while I am brushing my teeth, I will listen to the audio of these four minute meditations. So simultaneously, I know I'm brushing my teeth and flossing for the correct amount of time. At the same time, I'm getting my mindset work in. So in four minutes, I've accomplished two of my to-do tasks. And so I started off kind of small with two habit stacks like that. Um, And now I've, I've moved up to some a little bit more complicated, more diverse habit stacking. An example would be right after this podcast, I had a Zoom meeting scheduled. A lot of things now are via Zoom. Now, this is not one where anyone needed to see my face or I needed to see anyone's face. So I simply said, could we switch it to an audio meeting? The answer was yes. And so what I will be doing is I will be on this audio meeting, I will be walking my two rescue dogs. I will be getting some vitamin D because I'll be outside in the sun. I'll be getting some fresh air. And I'll also be getting my list training, which is low intensity, steady state training, which is one of the keys we might talk about later in longevity, which is that the, the my mentality has moved away from burn yourself out until you want to die doing a thousand And <laughs> If you didn't want to die, you didn't work hard enough, right? That's 1990s mentality, <laughs> <laughs> tells us low impact steady state keep your heart and lungs healthy so that is a five habit stack so the conference call is 30 minutes which is you know give or take because they'll they probably go over five or ten minutes my dogs get their exercise i've knocked out that on my to-do list i'm getting my conference call in so i'm getting paid to do this habit stack it is part of my work yeah I'm getting my five the 83% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. We're not getting outside enough. So most Americans actually should be supplementing their vitamin D. Um, I'm getting my exercise. I'm getting quality time with the dogs as well. So, you know, all of these things are happening at once. So instead of walking the dogs for 30 minutes, taking a Zoom call for 30 minutes, getting my exercise for 30 minutes, I've turned about just over what would be 90 minutes of habits into one 30-minute stack. So essentially, that's the way. And as we get more advanced and can do that, and then I always have to draw the line. You know, you don't want to do too much multitasking. You want it to be something that's present. So oftentimes, if it's not a conference call, it will be your podcast or it will be, you know, an audio book where I'm or it will be a French lesson because I'm also learning French. So You know, I'm able to, they say also a lot of mental acuity and a lot of mindset work. Actually, it is improved if you're doing it while moving. So actually my connection to the meeting will actually, you know, science shows be more intense because I'm physically moving in a familiar pattern. Now you don't want to be doing something complicated, but I know how to walk. I know how to walk the streets of my neighborhood and so do my dogs. And it's actually going to implement my connection in both realms more acutely. So that is habit stacking, and it's how you can save yourself hours a day in this new year without sacrificing your goals.
0: So testimonial for everyone listening, because coming from someone who didn't consider all of this prior to hearing you talk about it in one of your subscriber lives, I... And I had just recently listened to a podcast that was all about sleep and it broke down all the like mini cycles that happen in one bigger cycle, which I think is like a 90 minute period of time and how many cycles we're supposed to get getting attuned with circadian rhythms. So being, you know, being in aligned with the rising and falling of the sun. So I had just consumed that. And then I heard you talk about habit stacking. And I was like, you know what, this is time. Like, I'm not going to wait for 2024. I'm not like, so, you know, at the end of last year, I was already like, I want to train my brain. I want to train my body. I want to train my dogs too, to get in the habit of, like it you inspire me to wake up earlier because we had just had at that time the um the equinox so and we had the the time switch and i was just like all right you know what i actually naturally feel tired earlier than i actually go to bed anyway i just push myself you know That's at that time i was like you know i'll just keep working like no 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 like i have to keep going and instead was like you know what no i want to try this out after like a week of like every single day, you know, I would say like the latest I would wake up was 7.30, but most of the time I was waking up 30, 7 a.m., and within the first 10 minutes would be out the door, both dogs in hand, and I also consume my own content. So the daily dose, like I like have my headphones in, I would walk the dog, I'd let them do their business in like the first couple blocks, and then the rest of it, it was a it's a mile-long walk um i'm I'm walking at a faster pace, getting them going. the sun's out, but like after doing that for a week i I was like, I'm doing more high level work in a less amount of time like and so this isn't even in the moment. this isn't getting the vitamin D. this isn't uh just aligning circadian rhythm. It's not just walking, it's not just consuming like, okay, what's the energy of the day with a daily dose? This is like I get back in and I'm like rejuvenated and I feel like I'm I'm more alert. I'm more ready to like tackle whatever task I have at hand. I feel like I've been prioritizing easier, where, whereas like I'm someone that can get overwhelmed with like, oh, my God, I have all of this thing. All of this has to get done. Wow. And the mental clarity that just came with like uh, this 20 to maybe 30 minute walk every morning early in the day i got more done like way earlier than yeah. most days prior to ever incorporating this in into like my day to day routine it's friggin worth it <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you just you just nailed it. And you touched on many things in that that bring this full circle to the idea of longevity. You know, we live in a society that is push, 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 you know, work yourself until you're dead or you're not working hard enough, whether it's fitness, it's your job, especially as entrepreneurs. Right. We could always be working. We could always be generating more content, answering more emails, helping more people. And that gets very oppressive. Um, But to the circadian rhythm point, too, we are still in the winter in January. Right. That there's a we are mammals and human beings are the only mammals that don't hibernate to some level in the winter, but our bodies want to. It's like you say, we are designed as mammals to be up with the sun and then wind down when it gets dark. Before the age of electricity, that's what we were forced to do because your candle burned out, it was time to go to bed, right? (laughs) To your point of feeling more energy, whenever we align our human mammal bodies with human mammal behaviors, whether it's hydration, whether it's hibernation, whether it's our circadian rhythms, we are able to function at a higher level. I notice when I push my two, myself too hard. And again, none of these things can come with perfection, right? I, I have things in my life, friends I'm helping, jobs I have to do, um, dog things, where some days I stay up later than I want to and I have to have that cup of coffee at 3 p.m., which then can disrupt your entire cycle for of sleep. And sometimes that's necessary, but I notice right away that the next day I'm not as alert, I'm not as productive, it's harder to get out of bed. So that's why, you know, barring an emergency situation, I think it's really important. It's this the whole idea of atomic habits, tiny habits, any kind of habit expert you listen to is you have to make it a habit before you see the benefits, but habits like you shared what it was one week and then you felt the benefits and then you're motivated, but you can't do one workout, be like, where the heck are my shredded abs? Oh, I don't see them. (laughs) I give up. Right. You have to, you make it a habit. It becomes part of your life. And you start to notice incremental things, or as you did, very big things. And it does make a difference in our energy levels. It makes a difference in our health, in our wellness, in um, the cells of our body and in our immunity to move in the direction that supports our body, not force ourselves to stay up late or force ourselves to work out of our prime working hours. And all of this contributes to longevity. And it Definitely starts with, you know, how we approach our day, how we dedicate our time, how we dedicate our energy mentally and emotionally, and how we treat our physical bodies.
0: One of the things that I hear a lot from clients, podcast listeners, um people on Instagram is um the feeling of stuck.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And and I'm someone that can totally like I I, I less as like as I've gotten older have said stuck but i've said like plateaued like i feel like i'm at a point where like i got i achieved everything like that i achieved at you know one point was a goal and now i just kind of feel like i'm kind of just like meandering i'm just kind of here um but i hear the word stuck a lot i will say that at the time that i started doing these morning walks and you know and habit stacking That I was in a place of like prior to that feeling like, oh, no, like the plateau is here again, you know, like, you know, what's what's the next thing? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And kind of like feeling that like floating lost vibe and the I mean, I want to say it was like day two, day three that all of a sudden was just like, oh, there's the muse. Yep, there's, there's the creative there's, inspiration. There's yeah. the there's the energy. There's the motivation. Like, oh, that was just it, it played into like a mental switch.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? First thing, my only my like, well, I have a lot of things I try to be non-negotiable. But my only definite non-negotiable is the second I get out of bed. I go outside when the sun comes up and I get I I wake my because getting just like a, even if you can only take three deep breaths, if you have dogs and you can take them on a quick walk around the block or I just even let my dogs out into the backyard. I stand with them. I with a daylight tells my body time to wake up and be productive and, and we align, right? So it's not, we don't have to work harder. We just have to get more connected to our own intuition. And, you know, this is a lot about what I learned from you, right? We did that annual for my birthday, Graham gifted me a beautiful annual card pull where we went for the year of starting at my birthday, which was in November through the following November. And every card that was pulled, aligned with something I felt intuitively. And I don't, I don't know if you remember, cause you're so famous and you do so many card readings, but um, <laughs> December and January, we're all about play. You were like, what does play? And I'm, you know, in the process of creating something creative in the physical realm now. And you know, it's always how I start that practice. I don't say, okay, I have to do a bar program. Let's start outlining bar moves. No, I turn on music. I love, I pick up things around the house. Oh, this pine cone. How can I use this pine cone (laughs) to elevate my physique? And I'll pick up a water bottle or I'll pick up my dog or nothing. And I'll just play and I'll move. And sometimes I'll record myself and discover a whole new movement pattern that doesn't exist in fitness because, it was part of joyful movement of my body, right? So I was like, oh, that's so aligned because that is how I create. And I know a lot of people who create from a place of of uh, overthinking, Perfection outlining. And that's again, it's not a judgment. I know there are some Virgos out there uh, that like to do it that way, right? But as a Scorpio woman, that does not work for me. So it was very aligned with, and it's why I think a lot of people experience joy in the kind of movement I create because it's movement that makes my body feel good. So I have 25 years of kinesiology experience and dozens of certifications, including the science of well being from Yale and all the physical certifications hormone specialties, pre and postnatal. So I understand the body and science, right? I was pre-med, but then I kind of let that go and move into play. And then when you can bring the alignment together, but it's, it really is about dropping into our intuition a lot, isn't it? You know, and I think sometimes we've told ourselves that, oh, I'm not a morning person. Oh, I hate mornings. You know, we tell ourselves these stories and they do become our truth. And when we listen closely, those are stories society told you, or maybe your mom once told you, "Oh, you're not creative. You're athletic," or "Oh, you're not sporty. You're cerebral." And then we take that on as our identity, and and that's a trap, and it's a limit, and it it shortens our longevity because we're constantly trying to be something that's not aligned with our intuition and not aligned with who we are. I, I grew up having so many people to, I'm too emotional you're too sensitive you know why do you feel things so deeply why do you need so much stimulation you know as if it's like the biggest criticism in the world and I was here trying to be logical and trying to be sensible in a, in a medical profession you know world that my parents were in um, and I was like God it's so hard studying is so hard but then when I would take dance classes or theater classes or art classes. It was so easy. And it's like, I think we've been conditioned that if it's not hard, we're not successful. When in actuality, if it comes easy to us, you know, that's maybe the world we should be existing in, right?
0: Oh my God. I mean, just preach, preach, preacher release. <laughs>
1: yes. Preacher, you know, and like my dad is a physicist. He finds Amazing joy in in physics. He is he is. You should have heard him coaching me in math. He was like, "Isn't this exciting? We're going to do this geometric proof." And it's like he was just like like I would be if I like met Brad Pitt. You know, I'm like, yeah. "No, this is not exciting. This is my <laughs> horrible nightmare." You know. But so <laughs> very, very different, differently with different gifts and leaning into them is really where we're going to thrive. Both you know, and uh, Graham and I were talking earlier about abundance, right? Whether it's financial abundance or creative abundance. Um, I think those things come when we are aligned and both astrology and longevity and physical movement that feels good are all going to help align us to cultivate that abundance and longevity in our lives.
0: Well, this is tied to one of the things that I've just been driving home since September of 2023 has been listening to your whispers. Wow. You know, like we, we we had a big shift um, with the nodes of fate, which are what eclipses um, follow. There are these lunar uh, mathematical points around the moon, and they're in Aries, Libra until twenty twenty five. And Aries, we're hungry for self direction. We're hungry for a compass, and you know, but but we're tasked to set our own compass. Setting your own compass means you gotta follow something inside you. That yeah. and this is what I call the whispers. The alignment is coming with what speaks, what's speaking to you. That's you right. know, like if you don't want to get too woo woo, just consider it like the the highest version of yourself knocking at your freaking door, like hello. Yeah. Remember, like how much you you love dance. Remember how much you love fill in the blank and you know, you can do something with that. But if you don't follow it, if you block it, now you get into South node and Libra, you know, people pleasing and where that goes awry and where people pleasing can block that, which you're hungry for. Yeah. And so alignment, and this is, this is how I love to use astrology, like really understanding, like what are the bigger, bigger cycles at play Yeah, because by knowing that, then, you know, knowing like trust your whispers that that's like what that's my sermon, you know, like sit like the last half of 2023 was all about listening to your whispers here at the top of the year alignment. Playing into longevity, ignoring the call, you know, whatever your call is, you know, your dad going in about math with you. That was my stepmom with me in fractions. I like to this day you know, it's amazing. I learned how to make candles and having to learn how to do ratios with fragrance and wax. It's, 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 it's a Christmas friggin' miracle.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause it wasn't, that was not part of my call, but Ironically enough, math and science is a key part of astrology.
1: And, and that's the thing is that it's it doesn't, none of this is to say you shouldn't learn things that are out of your comfort zone. Of course you should. I mean, learning French in my forties is well out of my comfort zone, but it's incredibly rewarding. It helps me r- release my idea of being perfect because I'm not perfect, but you know what? I make an effort to communicate and it has changed my experiences in traveling to France, just trying it and realizing how people respond to you and how I've made connections and friendships I wouldn't have made otherwise so it's not that. But a lot of us deny ourselves what causes us pleasure. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to make it your career. In fact, for some people that might take the joy out of it. It just means like, you know, you miss dancing. Someone told you, boys don't dance. You better go sign up for like a tango class with your wife or yourself in your free time to come alive. And then, yeah, you have to go to your work doesn't have to be your ultimate passion, but you have to take passion in your work. If you're like, hey, I'm supporting my family. I'm doing this job that makes the world a better place. It's not fulfilling all of my dreams, but I'm going to make time on my weekends with my kids in my spare time. You know, my dad was a physicist, mathematician, but he loved to write children's book for, for us as a kid. And so he would write them. They sat in our attic for like decades. And now that he has grandkids, he's pulled them out and actually submitted them to a publisher and has gotten some interest. It's He's not going to be wow. his career but it was his passion and he would illustrate them. And he was a beautiful illustrator, but he was told, Oh no, that's not a real job. You know, don't do that. And he had other passions, but it just goes to show, you know, you got to find enjoyment in your life and you, and leaning into these things, you know, we have a certain amount of energy and if that energy is trapped within us, You know, it it can start to feel like you said, stuck or plateaued or claustrophobic. We have to let it out, just like emotions and feelings, right? You don't pretend you don't have them or don't release them because society says you shouldn't cry and you shouldn't get angry. You have to have healthy outlets for it. Just like you have to have healthy outlets for your creativity. I'm doing again for gosh, gotta be my sixth or seventh time in my life doing the artist's way. Are you familiar with that? Uh -uh. So I'm oh my god, Graham. I'm gonna. I know what I'm getting you for 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 our next uh, thank you gift together because Christmas is now past. But the Artist's Way. It's an amazing book about basically it's it says all of us are creative geniuses within in some way, and we have to let that talent out. And it's a 12 week plan to figure out your north star creatively and how you can invest in it in your life, whether it is pursuing your career or whether it is. Just something you do for love. And it's it's incredible, um, very tactical ways to do that. And again, part of our longevity is the amount of joy we experience in life. Like no one wants to live to be 108 if you're riddled with cancer or you're riddled with guilt or you're riddled with illness because you haven't taken care of your body, or you're unhappy, or you're jaded, or you're jealous, or you're angry, or you're in comparison. It's not a fun place to be. You'd rather die and go to heaven or whatever you believe is next. Uh, My goal is for us to all enjoy our daily lives so much that we want to stick around. We want to let go of the energy we're investing in people who bring us down. Look, the brighter you, I mean, what is, let's just quote Taylor Swift, and she's the Times Person of the Year. She says, don't worry your pretty little mind. People throw rocks at things that shine. The brighter you shine, the more people are going to be envious of it, not understand it, try to bring you back to their level, try to berate you, you know. And you've just got to we we got to get rid of the energy we're giving to that, you know, and bring that energy back to replenish ourselves. And that just as much as moving your body and nourishing your body with food is just as important a part of your, your longevity, which I equate to health span and what I call joy span, which is like how many years of our life does our body feel good? Does our mind feel stimulated? And does our heart feel open and in gratitude and abundance? And that doesn't have to stop at 40 or 80 or 100. You just get to decide what you find enjoyment in, in life.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the freaking goal. So what would you just, bare bone question, what would you define, like, how would you define longevity?
1: Yeah, I would, I would define longevity as the number of years of our life that we are healthy, happy, living in purpose, right? There are six main medical, medically accepted, these are all scientifically proven pillars of longevity, right? And they may not Be what you expect. There is, of course, movement of your body, exercise in some way. And all of the longevity experts from Dr. Mark Hyman to even the more new age to the very, very scientific say... Movement that supports your body, movement that brings you joy, movement that makes you feel good, not movement that kills you or overtrains you because that just spikes your cortisol, impacts your hormones, and is going to cause overtraining is just as bad as not moving your body at all. So uh, the correct kind of fitness for you. So there's moving your body, nourishing your body, sleep. Mm. So sleep is number three after it goes nutrition first, then then movement, then number three is, of course, sleep. And this is something that recently has become a buzzword, I would say, in my field, maybe in the past three years, you know, Fitbit and Whoop started creating, it wasn't just how many calories are you burning in your workout? It was starting to track your quality of sleep because in order to peak performance, in order to live a healthy life, in order to have a health span of time when the cells in your body are thriving in health and wellness, we spend a third of our life sleeping, you know, and it has to be quality sleep. So that's the next one. And then it is, you know, mindset and mental acuity, these are important. We cannot allow our mind to atrophy while or stress or anxiety. So we call it stress management or we call it mindfulness. Whatever words you want to use, different experts use different things. I think Dr. Hyman, who I love, who wrote Young Forever, calls calls the, the fourth pillar stress management. And um, for me, that can be any number of tools. All experts recommend meditation from two minutes to 20 minutes a day. I've moved up to four minutes, maybe five minutes. I feel good yeah. about, it. but investing in, and meditation can also be dancing. Meditation might be listening to amazing music. Meditation might be walking your dogs. It doesn't have to be listening to your breath or listening to someone do a guided meditation. You know, it can be anything that brings you peace or tranquility or calmness. So then um, then this, this is a really important one and it's listed as, number five or number six, depending, but it is um, purpose and community. So they say that people live an average of 20 years longer who feel they have a purpose. Your purpose can be raising the next generation, your kids. Great. Your purpose can be guiding people through astrology. Your purpose can be inspiring people through dance. Your purpose can be really helping people get their finances in order. It doesn't matter. Your purpose can be herding goats, right? In Icaria, in Greece, which is one of the five blue zones, there's the maximum, the most dense number of, I think they call them centarians which is people who live over a hundred years. Yeah. They're like goat herders who drink the milk of their goats and eat the plants that are local and they're happy and their family and community is everything. They are not sending feelers out into eight different kinds of social media, trying to be everything to (laughs) everyone at all times. And that's not to say you can't have a very healthy online community, which is, I, I think, why Graham and I both have a subscription base. Like we have our main base. And that can be very depleting because anytime I go live in a main base, someone wants to say something really
0: inappropriate oh, in the yeah.
1: while I'm live. And I'm like, oh, this is not where I'm going to be doing my best work. So I'm going to create a subscriber community. That's a safe space. It's a community where I can go and share and I can help other people who share. So community doesn't have to have a specific definition, but one of the main six, they chose six pillars. And one of them is your purpose and your community. So people- either divide um, mental acuity and stress management as two different things or the same things. And sometimes people say purpose and community in the same, but essentially the pillars of longevity that are universally agreed upon are proper, appropriate exercise, sleep, nourishment, stress management, mental acuity, purpose, and community. So if you are investing in those things and those things are investing in you, And that's where intuition comes in, right? How I nourish my body in my needs as a 48-year-old woman is going to be different than how you nourish your body. If you're 20, if you're in menopause, if you're an elite athlete or you're in a sedentary job, nourishment looks different for all of us. So again, it's about our approach to food and and making sure we're getting the nourishment we need. It is not about a number on a scale. It is not about how many of your abdominal muscles you can appreciate each and every day. It is about a strong, healthy body that can fight off infection, right? That you're getting the right supplements. Most Americans need supplements. Interestingly, like 10 times as many Americans need supplements in the form of vitamins or supplements as Europeans, because basically a lot of our food is just devoid of any nutrients, yeah. Whereas go to Europe, you eat whatever you want, you drink whatever you want, your body feels great and functions well, because nothing's processed. What we allow to be considered food here in this country isn't even allowed in the country.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> up in Asia. So, you know, nourishment can be compl- complicated, but... You know, we want to invest in a community that's investing in us. It's not chasing after that. I have a lot of friends. They're just trying to keep up with the person who's slightly richer than them. They used to call it keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, my neighbors have this. I can't afford that, but I need to get a slightly nicer car. That's not community. (laughs) That is competition. And so we want to make sure our friendships are invested. Graham and I both talked about some of the best decisions we made in friendships are letting go of people who just don't get us. And that's okay. Sometimes they're bad people. (laughs) Sometimes they're not. But either way, if they're not filling us as much as we fill them, then that's not your community. So it really is longevity also involves just deciding. And I think deciding what not to invest in is just as important as what to invest in. Okay. You know, I'm going to invest in this. I'm not going to invest in that. So I have the amount of energy I need to live in purpose.
0: This is literally like what you just said. Like, let's rope in lunar cycles here. That's literally what new moons and full moons. That's the dance we do monthly. There is always a new moon. There's always a full moon every single month. New moons. I'm investing in this full moons. And I'm getting rid of this. And they both require they need each other. This is yin and yang. You have to create space. Under a full moon, you have to let something go. You're meant to release Uh something. And so that when the new moon hits, you actually have space to now invest in something else.
1: That's I've started to, you know, I love the full moon. And I started this tradition of taking Epsom salts baths during the full moon.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Well, it's physically, like, you know, it's a training secret or maybe not so secret, but it can actually pull out toxins from your body. It's a key stress management tool for physical stress. And I just thought, what a great, so I do that. I do, you know, during the new moon, I do gratitude lists, abundance lists, like what am I drawing in? And then what am I letting go of? And just like the lunar cycle in yoga, in bar, in mind, body fitness, which I teach, you inhale what you want to create and you exhale what you need to let go. And if you're not letting things go, you're cluttered and you can't, and this is the artist's way too. She says, you know, if you're not clearing space there, there's a practice in the artist's way, which I think is actually key to longevity. Although I put less parameters around it. She calls it morning pages, right? And she says, you yep, to, you should write three pages every morning, no matter what I say, write as little or as much oh. as you want. But the idea of morning pages is not to write something amazing that you're going to revisit. The idea is get it out of your head in the morning so that you can live in a creative space during the day. Write out, I'm so mad at my husband because of this. This bitch doesn't (laughs) understand me. Or you write, hey, last night I had a dream. Oh, I slept. It can be stream of consciousness. But the idea is anything that's occupying your mind when you wake up in the morning, get it out onto the page, close the book, put it away. And then you're able to move in a creative space. So it's basically like every day. A full moon. Get it out. And then you have the day to fill the space with something more in, in intentional.
0: Yeah. Um, there's a couple things I wanna like hark on on some of these pillars to longevity. Yeah. Um, movement that supports your body, of just what I've learned as a dancer, and you know, you've got all that dance background too. Yeah. Um, I realized in fitness. I actually, cause I chased the fitness programs that were high intensity, high impact. I got injured a lot of the times, you know, minor things, but still like I would be out for six weeks because I'd have to let my IT band heal and, you know, I'm flat footed. So like, there was a whole thing of like, not understanding how to work with, you know, just work with like, what shoes am I supposed to use? You know, like arch supports and, you know, all of this, um, I've learned that functional movement, I get more out of functional movement than I ever did. And I mean, and I, and I, I feel it in my body, but I also see it Yeah, like some of the more sim. like I used to think, and I think this is probably the dancer, like just dance mentality, entertainer, like, you know, what, what are the most complex moves i can do because yeah and i'm gonna get strong and you know and it was like no that's when you hurt yourself good job graham um (laughs) so even something that's like total baseline functional like that's where my body like really responds and i've healed a lot of like oh that weird rotator cuff thing i have just by doing like these like simplistic movements that really serve a bigger purpose and give you the foundation to do more complex things if that's something that you try and that ends up feeling good. So that was one thing I just wanted to add cuz I learned through like by going cuz I just love fitness, I love movement, I love I just I love all of it. But finding functional movement totally like changed the game for me. Um Nourishment. Yeah. I mean, you spoke to that, like, you know, feeding or eating food that's actually feeding you, not something that's depleting you. If you keep eating the sugar, you're only going to deplete yourself and eating high carbs. It turns to sugar in your body. And so spike energy and then a, a crash is, you know, waiting for you around the corner um learned learned a lot about that because if somebody has a sweet tooth it's this one right here
1: (laughs) gosh same I mean I know I I literally yeah I I I don't even want to get started on how I could like throw down back in my dance days in the theater world like there were nights for dinner I'm like I'm just going to eat this entire Entenmann's cake that's fine. And I never gained a pound. So you think, oh, you know, I'm fine, but I was 21. But you don't realize what that's due. And then I'm like, why am I tired? Like now at 48, it's very rare that I'm tired. It's if I've had to, you know, do something that's out of my schedule because someone needs me or there's a last minute work challenge or something. Um, But otherwise, you know, barring those situations, I feel great. I'm almost never tired because I go to bed right now. It gets dark here. What? 425, I think is sunset or something. So by, I literally turned to my husband the other night. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Is it like 11? He's like, it's 7.15. And I was like, I'm going to bed because it's been dark for four hours now and that's the right time. And I don't say, oh, well, it's 7.15. Who goes to bed at that time? Well, I do when I'm tired. And then when my I get up at five, because sunrise is now at 5.20 and I get everything I need to get done before most people even wake up. And then my day is mine to create or, or play. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to what society says. Like I, th- I saw this hilarious meme. It's been going around for a while now, but it says, you know, I'm at the age where if you text me at 9 p.m., I'll text you back at 5.15 a.m. because yeah. I'm by 9.15 p.m. forget it. It's like one in the morning in my 30s. You know, I'm just like ready to be in bed. But when we honor that and, and that goes to nour- nourishing our body with sleep, nourishing our body with great relationships like Graham has brought me so much joy, so much inspiration, so many opportunities to learn something new and making it fun and accessible and exciting and not overwhelming or condescending. Like, you know, I have been interested in astrology before and and talked with people who made it seem like you know, oh, you just you don't understand, you know, and that's that's not my vibe. I don't learn well that way. It's just like fitness people. I don't like people yelling at me or shaming me <laughs> if I if I know and understand the truth that like 20 push ups is too much to do, you know. Right. So we all have ways we like to learn, but you know, just a friendship with Graham has led to professional opportunities, has led to talks about collaborations around the world, and these are things that nourish me. A lot of, I get asked to be on podcasts very often. and As much as I would love to have all the time in the world and say yes to everything, I'm very selective and I choose to invest in the people who nourish me. Like I know when I get off a call with Graham, whether it's a fun friend call, a brainstorming call, a podcast, I already feel more like I poured myself this whole iced coffee because I did have a challenging night last <laughs> night and ended up staying up in a challenging situation, just like, you know, being their first sick friend essentially, but um, who... But I'm like, I'm going to need all of this. I've taken three sips and I've gotten just energy filled from Graham, right? That is how we know we're investing in the right people and we're investing in the right relate. That is the kind of nourishment that a book can't tell you and no expert can tell you. You have to listen to your muse and tune in. This person fills me. I feel better when I leave this person's company or wow, I really feel great. Like I have a couple of friends struggling with very serious illnesses. I feel better when I leave them. And they've just gotten out of chemo or they've just gotten out of dialysis and they uplifted me. Okay, those are good friends, right? So we understand these things and we are allowed to make those choices. So I think it's really cool when we do lean into our intuition and then we get excited to learn new things or excited to explore new adventures.
0: With community, um, like purpose and community, Mm -hmm. I when you were talking about like, oh, you text me 5 p.m. and I'll get back to you 5 a.m. You know, you've got the right friends when it's like, well, yeah. 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 (laughs) Because I've never, I've never been like, oh God, at least didn't respond like, oh no. Like what's going to happen? Because I know it's coming and I know when it comes, it's going to be when it's a good time for you. And we both like have schedules and we both like live our lives and, that's when, you know, like there's an, uh, there's an aligned relationship. There's yeah. like a, a a member of your personal community that like, that's the vibe, you know, like one of my things about, and, and Aquarius energy is a big uh, part of um, the next 20 years, because in this oh, wow. year, January 20th, Pluto enters Aquarius and will be in this sign for 20 years. So it's an era and it's an era of exploring community and power to the people power to yourselves for creating your own version of community and that community should nourish you the same way that a green smoothie nourishes you it should energize you you should feel more vital like you know like there should be a nice like equal like back and forth like you're not you don't feel drained you do feel uplifted and when you're down they they pick you up when when vice versa it like it works like that that's the dance you do and i you and i both have discussed relationships that we've learned from where they weren't like that yeah. and it's really powerful to i i guess i'll use pluto words here like to reclaim your own power by saying i can create the community i want to create yes i'm not obligated to serve that's right Anybody that has just proven to deplete me every time, but somehow they've, they've taken my sauce and they've got all the energy that I'm trying to like preserve and use for myself. Like they got my sauce for their recipe and now I've got an empty pantry. You
1: gave them personality dialysis. (laughs) All your light and shine into them, it's like they just got an IV drip of awesome, and you came away like blood depleted, right? <laughs> uh, energy vampires, you know, and and for me, you know, yeah, that's 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 really exactly it. And it's uh, it's interesting to you know, as a Scorpio, so I'll just speak in Scorpio traits. Like one of our traits is we're incredibly loyal, and I think for a long time I confused loyalty with oh, well. You know, I have to work with this person or this person was my friend 20 years ago when we met and we're both partying in New York. And so I I can't. No, I'm sorry. I can. uh, There's a difference. We don't want to confuse loyalty with making conscientious decisions about what we need in our life and who we align with and who we choose to spend our time with. And um I think you know if the loyalty comes at the expense of your self confidence or your energy or your joy, then it's not really loyalty. It's just become a dysfunctional relationship. And it doesn't even have to mean again. It doesn't have to mean they're bad. Maybe you're going in parallel ways, but you're not intersecting anymore at a place of love and support. Um, and and that's okay, you know. So it is it is like you say so important to not give everything away to someone who's not giving back.
0: Right. Um. I jumped ahead to the last pillar but i want to like go back to sleep this is one of the things i just like this this little tidbit that i learned when i like did that whole deep dive into the cycles of sleep one of the reasons why there's a lot of reasons why sleep is so important but one of the things i learned is that there is like a and I, i i don't know if it's a 30 minute part of the cycle maybe it's like a 15 minute or eight minute i can't remember like what increment of time this cycle is but it is actually our brains scanning and dumping the trash from whatever we've absorbed that day. So if it's limiting mindset, if it's an any kind of upset, if it's like negative self-talk, if it's any of that prime time sleeping, you're eliminating mental gunk. Yeah. Like, like what? You know, like when I when I heard that, I was like, okay hold on yeah. a minute. And I will say the morning 20 to 30 minute walk leading to great sleep at night. I will say this little mental maniac Virgo that I am, that voice got real dim.
1: Oh, that's so good.
0: That's it's, so good. it It really makes it worth it. And so if you're an insomniac, if you're somebody who will drink that 7 p.m. coffee, You know, and like it's it's throwing you off, but it's not just throwing you off. It is preventing pivotal cycles to happen while you are in deep sleep. So it's just something to consider. I used to be like like not like a legitimate insomniac, but I used to go to bed like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., wake up at 11 and like, you know, pre-pandemic me was just like, whoa. (laughs) So,
1: yeah, I love it.
0: Yeah. But just, you know, just keep that in the back of your mind, like those of you that are listening, that like sleep is so pivotal because there are all these micro cycles happening in one larger cycle and without them, that's why you might make wake up depleted. That's why you might hit snooze five times and then finally get up. And then like slug your way to, you know, the coffee maker.
1: <laughs> and it's it's really, I've had those warnings too, but you know, it's, it's exactly what you shared too. It's like any other investment, any financial investment. Is it as glamorous to invest in your 401k or in an investment as it is to like buy a Maserati? No, of course not. But one is going to serve you long-term and one you know, might serve your enjoyment in the moment. And if you have the funds to do both, then rock on. But it's like every investment that's worthwhile, it's not always the most glamorous choice. You know, I live in LA, most of my glamorous friends are going out to late night parties, and I'm going to bed at eight, you know, and (laughs) I have friends now who said, Okay, well, you know, I wanted to let you know that I'm having this birthday party. And I I would love for you to be there. But I already know you're not going to come because it starts at 10. And it's three highways away. I'm like, you are correct. But I will take brunch on the day of your choosing right but they know me so there's no guilt trip there's no if you loved me you would cross the 101 to the 110 to the 405 at 10 at night and stay all night thinking with me because they know that's not who i am and my friends no. love and care about me and i know that they are probably not going to come to a wellness mindset retreat that i'm leading because that's not for <laughs> them and that's perfectly fine. One day when they also turn 40, they will start understanding, you know, in LA, I'm like the oldest person I know, you know, I, I, I'm out with someone older than me. I don't even remember the last time at 48. It's like, you're like an ancient grandma out here, you know, but, uh, but I know that eventually sleep will be important to them too. And they'll be like, Oh, you were so right. 10 years ago when you told me I should go Mm -hmm. to bed.
0: Uh, Right.
1: You know, I was that way in my 20s. In my 20s, same as you, Graham, you couldn't convince me that yoga was as powerful as three HIT cardio step aerobics classes and a <laughs> Tourgette Bob Fosse dance class. I was going to do all of those things because I'm 20, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you get the dance injuries, and oh, you know, all the layouts had their effect on my low mm-hmm. back. And I have a left hip that was popping out all the time because I was overly hypermobile, you know. And you would never convince me to do this kind of work until you start to feel the repercussions you're like oh i need to stop doing workouts that deplete me and do workouts that support my spine and my joints because i'd rather have a healthy spine than you know be a size 0 so right it's okay that priorities it's like you know the lunar cycle like you said there's different phases of life where different things are important to us and it's not a judgment on you know i was not going to be like you know taking my b12 when i was 20 i was going to be Uh, you know, doing jello shots, if that's what I wanted to do. So it's, it's (laughs) okay to be where you are. And, but anyone who turns on a podcast about longevity is likely in a place where they're exploring, Oh, you know, I'm not like, I see other women, my age who, you know, uh, don't do some of these things and they legitimately look and feel like someone, my mom's age, you know, Oh, their hip hurts, their back hurts. They never get a good night's sleep, chronically ill, chronically sick, probably overweight. Um, and that's, again, it's not a judgment, but it's, anyone can change. It's never too late to start changing your life patterns to, you can improve your longevity at any point. Dr. Hyman was told he would have six months to live. At one point, he was 48. He had Crohn's disease. He had cancer. He had all these different things. And he decided he was going to go beyond, and he is an MD, but beyond the medical profession to like, no doctors are talking about what we're eating. What we're not eating, how much we're sleeping—they're just like pills, 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 chemo, medicine, medicine, and that is needed at a point. But you can't. The point is, you don't have to start doing it in your twenties or you're screwed. He started doing it in his fifties and now has a metabolic age of like forty-five, and he's actually sixty-eight, and he's healthier than ever, and his blood results are healthier than ever, and he didn't even start thinking about how his diet might impact his life till he was in his fifties. So nothing can, the human body is outstanding. The human body is an incredible machine. It's incredible how, you know, watching some of my dear friends, like I said, go through chemotherapy, seeing how this poison goes through their body and yet their body is still able to thrive. It's a terrible, you know, every three weeks they go, the first 10 days are God awful. They wake up day 11, they feel good. It's nuts what the human body can repair and recover from. And so if you're lucky enough to be in a healthy place now and you start investing in your longevity before those things, you're even better off.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing I want to add to stress management or like that mindset, this is something that, um, I don't know if I came up, I probably didn't come up with this on my own. Uh I, I, I like absorb so much information. Like who knows where this came from? But um this idea of interrupting the pattern. Yeah. So I know when I tunnel vision uh, like when I created the web store, I totally like tunnel visioned for a month. And I realized like, oh, anytime I do this, I don't create anything good. I don't create anything aesthetic. I don't create anything that like is gonna convert sales. It's not going to make sense to the audience. It's not, this isn't good. So whenever I go, when I get into that mode and I'm starting to lock in on something and cause when I lock in, I'm usually like, it's usually like stress-based. I'm stressing yeah. over something and, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's like, okay, this is self-induced stress. So- I realize I have to interrupt my pattern by doing something completely different. That is joy based. So a lot of times I will throw on some, any song, any song that I like. And I, you know, and then as the dancer in me is just like, Oh yes. Okay. This is the vibe I needed to twerk. I needed to, I needed to body roll. I needed to, you know, Dip some uh, spoon in peanut butter, body roll, and eat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <So> like
1: <laughs> that's so awesome. But yeah, it's it's really true. I was listening to um, uh, a high performance habits uh, podcast um, on the Growth Day app actually, maybe two weeks ago. So my husband Nolan is awesome, but he really makes fun of me because he's like, you know, I've never known anyone who works harder than you and is smarter than you, but turns on these absolutely horrible, dumb, true crime murder (laughs) mysteries over and over, and I don't understand it. And then I was listening to this high-performance speaker, and she was saying, she's like, it has been clinically shown that high-performance humans, that's like you, Graham, and me, achievers, accomplishers. Women of a certain age, so women like thirty to fifty who are high accomplishers, usually need to watch some kind of asinine repetitive TV or something. That well, he's like, she's like, you think? Oh, I'm not smart because I should be reading. I read billions of books, but sometimes I need to turn my brain off. And for you, it's like a peanut butter twerk. Sometimes it's that for me too. Sometimes, like the other day, I performed the Nutcracker just for myself by my tree to take yeah. a work break because I was so in my head. I'm like, I'm going to be the sugar plum fairy today. You know, nobody cares. Nobody knows, except that I didn't realize that my husband had the dog monitor on. So he texts me, he's like, nice ballet. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. You know, you're <laughs> But, um, but, you know, point being that it's, uh, you know, it's, I need to sometimes turn on and the, and the true crime, it's to say, oh, could it be this killer? It's definitely not the first person they think. And it's not the second person. Oh, it might be the third person, but then it's, it's a formula and your brain likes the comfort of fo- that formula. And so watching those, and I don't just sit locked in, but like you're, I'm watching them. There's a hilarious, I think I sent you the SNL skit, right?
0: Oh my God. Yes, you did.
1: It's like, I do it while I'm folding laundry. I do it it while I'm unsubscribing from emails, like stuff I have to do. But in the background is that, and right now this time of year, all the same white women 30 to 50 are watching Hallmark Christmas movies. They are all this exact same plot, exact same plot, but you know- (laughs) 20 minutes before the end, there's going to be a misunderstanding. They're not going to get together, but you know, they're going to get together. So there's no worry. Like I watch other movies and I'm stressed the whole time. Oh my God, is this guy going to get killed? And it's stressful. So this, there's always something like you you called it disrupting your pattern or, or, getting out, like I also lock in hardcore and I have only recently developed the self-awareness that you have to realize, oh, wow, I'm locked in. I'm spinning in circles. I- I'm getting a lower and and more and more diminishing returns. I need a break. And for me, the break wouldn't come from reading a self-help book. Like that's work too <laughs> for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. It comes from a Hallmark Christmas movie and folding laundry or the Nutcracker or petting my dogs.
0: Yeah, face- another walk, something.
1: Yeah, Get outside something. So I really think that, you know, we've been conditioned in society to think that productivity means always achieving, always doing, not wasting time, not being lazy, but actually productivity is greatly improved and high performance habits are greatly improved when we take those breaks. And that's hard. That's 30 years of unlearning for me. So I'm still working on it, you know? Right.
0: So Elise, here we are at, we're in the second week of January and... All of us in some capacity have created yearly goals for what we want for the year ahead. For the person that has made fitness yeah. part of their goals for this year, um, and maybe they do this every year and they never see through or see past February. Yeah. What do you say to that person that is in a cycle of every year, I'm going to get my gym membership and I'm going to do five classes a week or I'm whatever their version of it is. And then by the time January ends or February begins, there's the the phase out. What do you say to that person at the top?
1: Yes, and I've watched this cycle for the 25 years of my career and there's one consistent piece of advice that has always worked for the people who have decided to implement it. And it goes back to you having to change your mindset from doing the hardest, most complicated class to doing something that's more functional. And that is, we need to shift our goals. I hear a lot of people, if they're newer to fitness, or that's a goal, I'm going to work out an hour a day, five days a week. And then what happens? We miss a day. We're a failure. We're back on the Oreos. We've given up, right? So it's a. I do, first of all, one of the reasons, and I've done live classes, I do retreats, I've worked for Fitbit, for Whoop, for Reebok, for everyone. One of the reasons I love creating content online for at-home workouts, is I want you to eliminate every barrier to entry. If you say you're going to drive to a gym, get childcare, park your car, do an hour and a half class on the gym schedule, drive home, come back, that's three hours of your time, five days a week. I don't even do that. So (laughs) I I have 10-minute workouts. I have 20-minute workouts. I have 30-minute workouts. I think most people set these aspirational goals of all or nothing and instead say, I would set a goal. So maybe you've already fallen off the wagon of your goal. Great. I want you to set a new goal. The new goal is you're going to get outside and walk for five minutes a day. And if you do that four times a week, you're a raging success. You do that for two weeks. Oh, this is easy now. Now my walk becomes 10 minutes. Okay, great. That's awesome. You're a success. You've met your goals. You're still following along. Week number four, you're like, oh, I want to add some functional movement. Maybe I'm going to do 10 minutes of uh, uh, Elise's yoga, a 10-minute yoga flow, get my body feeling good. It can be anything that makes you feel good, but I would first of all really limit any barrier to entry, like having to drive somewhere, having to be on someone else's schedule, having to kill yourself, having to sweat a certain amount. I only wear a tracker. I love my whoop and I'm a, I am have a partnership with them because it has a stress management tool and a sleep tool. I don't ever turn it on when I'm working out. I don't need a device to tell me how many calories I burn. That is not a good indication of any workout. I listen to my body. Am I enjoying it? Do I wake up and look forward to it? Or do I wake up and think, oh, this workout I chose. I have to hit snooze a hundred times. I really don't want to do it. You got to set, find a form of movement. You'll be like Graham, turn on a song you love, pick two, three minute songs, peanut butter twerk to it. You're getting your protein, you're getting your healthy fats and you're moving your body. That's your new goal. That's your new favorite thing. That's what you're doing four days a week. You crush that, you add five minutes. You crush that, you add five minutes or you just change what you do. So I would say, you know, too many people try to go from no fitness routine at all to an hour a day, every day. I don't know any fitness professional who can do that. So, and I think it's the same with, with, with diet, right? We are like, I'm going to go from eating nothing but Christmas cookies to eating nothing but green juice. Okay. That's just literally never in my 25 years. Have I seen that succeed for more than 12 hours? You just say, I'm going to add some vegetables to my diet today. I'm going to drink one more glass of water. And this is what I learned from Atomic Habits. Like one woman who was so overwhelmed, it, it's this is in the introduction, she was trying to fight cancer and she was so overwhelmed with all the things she should be doing. She started off like, I'm going to do one thing and I'm going to do it every day. I'm going to wake up and the first thing I'm going to do is drink warm water with lemon, one glass of that, just eight ounces, I'm gonna do that every morning. And she did that every morning and suddenly she started to feel better and then she added more hydration, then she added a vegetable and she ended up beating it just by adding small things and staying consistent with them. So I think thinking smaller in that sense is actually gonna lead to better and more achievable goals. And when you feel successful, you wanna continue. And when you feel unsuccessful, you don't.
0: And I think this is where, um, where men- mental comes into it because I know for myself when I committed to an hour a day or whatever and would feel accomplished when I did it, but when I didn't, I'm garbage. I'm trash. I like you are lazy. Why didn't you do that? Like it was a particularly hard day. And this has been one of the biggest shifts for me as just as I've evolved as a person. Especially through 2023. Was my mental response to like, oh, I had a crazy busy day. Today is not the day that I'm going to work out. But I know tomorrow it's a priority because I found movement that really feels good to my body. And I miss it when I don't do it. I miss it.
1: And that's the thing. Yeah. You'll start to real, just like your walk, you'll start to realize, oh, I feel so good. I start to crave that. You start to crave your walk and you would feel maybe out of balance if you didn't get it. Whereas at first you had to make yourself do it. (laughs) And that is exactly, that's exactly it.
0: So what would be your parting words? As we're sending our listeners off into the twenty twenty four of it all, yeah, what last little nugget of genius Elise, okay, would you like to leave them?
1: Okay, no pressure. And just so the audience knows they did not get this question in advance, so <laughs> um, but, you know, I think short and concise is is probably the way. and and one of the things i I because I'm still working on my goals too, and I've made very concise goals. And one of the goals that I made was more I want to, less I should be, right? If I have to tell myself, oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing that, I should, that tells me right away it may not, I'm not setting myself up for success. So what do I want more of? If I want more human connection, then I'm going to put one of my goals for the month, one social event a week. If I want more introspective time, I'm going to take one thing off my schedule a day. So I think the main key to longevity is the amount you enjoy your life, right? Enjoy the food you eat, eliminate shame, eliminate self-flagellation, eliminate self-critical thoughts, enjoy the people you spend time with, drop into your intuition, see how you feel when you leave this person or this activity or this event. And if it fills you up, keep going. And if your body says, like Graham's does sometime, you know, today's not the day for a hardcore workout. I'm just gonna take a few breaths as I walk around my house. Great. Self-forgiveness, self-love, dropping into what you want to do, joy, purpose. These are real parts of maintaining longevity. So think less about getting overwhelmed at all the billion ways you could change your life and instead just do things that fill your heart each day.
0: Well, I got nothing to say to that. I mean, (laughs) I know that I caught you off guard, but that was genius. Elise came to the mic and she dropped said mic. (laughs)
1: Yay. Yay. Well, I just love, you know, I could chat with you for days and days and I know we will do this again soon. And just to your your listeners, thank you so much for inviting me onto your very high caliber, you know, podcast. Because I always, you know, my name and my my brand and I'm very protective of, and I only want it associated with the highest quality. And if you're listening to this for the first time, I hope you start consuming some of Graham's other content because it is, he puts so much heart and soul and energy into it. And it's what I'm honored to even be considered on the caliber of the content you provide. And uh, and I'm really thankful to everyone for for listening to me rant on about <laughs> the joys of staying alive forever.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I'm honored, just so you know. Like I just have the utmost respect for you. I just think you are one of the most valuable people in the wellness space. It's oh, a privilege. Okay. It's a privilege that, you know, you chose me to be a friend and that we are that we're feeding each other like it, like I feel very privileged. So well, I'm excited.
1: I know 24 is going to bring this 2024. This year is going to bring one of the things on my list is a real life retreat. We're trying to figure out where and how and what, but bringing all this great online energy into the real world. So I'm excited for, for all the possibilities.
0: Oh yeah. Y'all will see me and Elise together doing something. Just, just you wait (laughs) manifestation (laughs) set (laughs) (laughs) Love it. All right. Well, happy 2024. Stay tuned because next week we have another episode of How to Manifest Big in 2024. We will see you next time. Bye.